This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So, Curtis, there's a new poll out. I figured you'd be into this. It shows Andrew Cuomo, the former governor of New York, would wipe the floor with New York City Mayor Eric Adams if Cuomo ran for mayor of New York City. So are you welcoming the love gov as a challenger here? Now, I noticed right away, you're a dollar short and a day late, typically flipping. Who do you think broke that story? Who do you think introduced that poll to all of our listeners? Huh? Well, when you say broke the story, I mean, you didn't gather the poll results yourself. No, of course not. Of course not. But who do you think allowed everybody to know what the poll results were? Nobody knew about this poll, did they? Right. You you availed the WABC audience of this news. Why didn't you give credit to me where credit was due right out of the jump street? Uh, I should have been... You know, I am remiss for not mentioning that you okay, were the first right, to talk about this. All right, about okay, all right. You humbled yourself. Yes. You know, I'll talk about that coming up in the next segment, that's for sure. You know, I got to smack you around like I got to smack a lot of people uh, around here because, you know, I'm the enforcer here at WABC. Uh, yeah, that's right. We were talking about that. You're kind of like, now you're not wearing your red sweater right now, but if you were, you'd be like the Bobby Knight. The late, great Bobby Knight. You're like the Bobby Knight of 77 WABC. You sometimes throw stuff around. Yep. You yell at people. Oh, yeah. You hold them to a high standard. Yeah, HR is always on my case. Uh, All of our guys here, they're always hiding behind the skirts of HR. Oh, he threatened uh, to choke me. Oh, he says I'm not doing my job. Yeah, damn right on Bobby Knight. And by the way, I don't wear a sweater. I wear a sateen jacket. Let's get it straight, flipping. Right, it's, yeah, it's not a If you're going to describe it, describe it it's well. It's a jacket, a sateen jacket. And so many complainers, when all of a sudden I get a sign to give them an attitudinal readjustment. Oh, like that Mama Luke, Frank that's Morano. That's right, yeah, that's because I was talking to you about that, that Frank, last week, he was filling in for Sid on Sid and Friends in the Morning, and he took exception to some things you said while you were filling in alongside 77 WABC owner-operator John Katsimatidis. Hmm. Frank didn't really appreciate some of your comments. I have the audio here. Oh, good, good. Rat him out. Rat him out. Take a listen to it. With Curtis, there's a fair amount of shtick, obviously. But there's such a difference when he's in the room with the man standing between myself and homelessness. Now, what happened here was you were accusing Frank of putting people to sleep during the overnight show. Well, that's what I do when I want to go to sleep. And you were, I, you were saying it in front of John, who owns the station here. Frank's saying, look, that's a little close to home, that you would be criticizing his... Oh, well, excuse me. He's like all those politicians out there who go, I thought, I thought you were my friend. I'm a Republican. Why are you viciously attacking me? Because I had no friends, James Flippin. And when I hear things that are not right on WABC... I'm going to rat everyone out to the big guy upstairs. Am I right or wrong? How many times have I ratted out Noam Lady and the news director and yours truly? Huh? It's true. Now, you know, Wait, again, yours truly we'll... means me. Uh, yeah, you just kind of said that wrong. <laughs> you messed that up. 
But when you do uh, criticize the newsroom, sometimes we have to get out the phone and say, uh-oh. That's true. We might have to contact. More complaints to the big guy, John Katsimatidis. He gets a cauliflower ear. So Frank Marano, the Mama Lou, didn't like the fact that I called him out in front of John Katsimatidis. Well, I've had to do that with a lot of people. As you know, I've been assigned. I am the Bobby Knight here at WABC. I had a straight down Dominic Carter, right? He thought he was a TV news guy. I said, you will never be a TV news guy again. You're a talk radio show host. Now he's on fire. Anthony Weiner, oh, oh, I can't get beyond my problems. I said, you will. Just do good talk radio. And now, man, he's he's on fire on the weekends. And now they've told me i got to develop uh, Andrew Giuliani. And I am. I'm telling them, don't talk about your dad. Don't talk about Trump. You are unique. you got to bring new stuff to the airwaves that nobody knows about. That's what people appreciate. And now Frank Morano, he's leveled off at night. Well, look, he's... Oh, excuse me, Frank. Did I hurt your feelings? Good, because I'm going to hurt him more, just like Bobby Knight would hurt feelings all over the place. Well, he's in good company because, you know, Bobby Knight was very hard on his protege. Mike Krzyzewski, yes. Coach K. Wow, you could actually pronounce that Polish name. So my, so Frank Morano may be on his way to developing a legacy, much like That's Coach right, K. At, the, at, at West Point. That's right. Uh, you weren't even birthed yet. I wasn't yet. Coach Knight there, right? With what? What's his name, uh, former Duke coach? Mike Krzyzewski. Oh, my God. You actually pronounced his name correctly. <laughs> you jaundiced Gentile. You was. I want to give you a standing ovation you, for that. Thank you. Appreciate but I accept that because right, that's yeah. the last time I compliment you. And let me warn everybody else here at WABC, when you take advantage of this thing of ours that is the most precious means of communication that has ever been invented, you know, man, I am going to be all over you like Bobby Knight on the hardwood. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Riffin Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riffin Reed. Hey, is uh, Andrew Evilized Cuomo back yet? I'm having gone to Corleone. In Sicilia, following in the footsteps of Michael Corleone, went back to fulfill the blood feud, the vendetta. Andrew evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Faccia Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I, has ventured to Sicilia to launch his political comeback. And while he's having... A little uh, glass of anisette at the end of an Italian meal there. Apparently, he had heard me break the story this morning, Justin Ellick and Wrong Way Lou Rafino. 
That's my job with uh, Sid Rosenberg every morning, Monday through Fridays at 7.05, is to bring new information, not regurgitate the same old, same old, like I hear everywhere. You know, new stuff, which requires working, digging, checking, in order to acknowledge our audience that expects this. I mean, look, I can mail it in like a lot of people here. You know, just come in, wing it, and then leave. No, 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 no. This audience deserves more than that. And Sid Rosenberg, for putting me on five mornings a week, deserves more than that. As the number one morning show in America now, on the number one station by day. And at dusk, the number one station in the world, WABC. So this morning, it pained me to have to acknowledge Andrew Ivalais Cuomo away in Sicilia as having having done exceedingly well in this American Pulse research uh, survey of voters in New York City. In fact, Eric Adams must have had multiple attacks against his humongous ego that needs to be... uh, brought in and out of a room with a crane. When they, well, they have a listening post there at City Hall. They listen to every broadcast I do because they want to find out who who am I talking to at City Hall. On this one, I had nobody to, hey, City Hall. It wasn't City Hall people are interested in knowing. They know that Andrew Evilized Cuomo has been polling out there. So has that Mameluke Scott Stringer, the former borough president of Manhattan, who himself wants to launch an all-out attack on the wounded Eric Adams. So these are the results, Justin Ellick, of a survey, by the way, that involved not only people being spoken to on the phones, almost all Democrats, live telephone interviews, text-to-web surveys, and interactive voice responses. If the mayoral election in 2025 were to be held tomorrow and the two candidates were in it, Andrew Evilized Cuomo and Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, Andrew Evilized Cuomo would crush, crush Eric Adams by 21 points. Survey says Cuomo gets 44% of the vote, Adams 24%, and he's cresting down. He's crashing and burning. Mayor Eric Adams earns the highest unfavorable rating amongst all of the Democratic figures that they tested in the city with a 59% unfavorable rate. Total unfavorable rating was 37%. And that ain't good. In contrast, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC All Out Crazy, holds the highest favorable rating of all Democrats in the city of New York at 57%, telling you that all you baby boomers out there like me, our day is over. It's the age of the Justin Alex, the hipsters and millennials. They're the ones who are dominating the political process. That's why they control the state legislature. They have a um, it's just a, a group of young men and women who identify as socialists, liberals, progressives, working for family parties before being Democrats. 
then in the assembly likewise, and they have a stranglehold on the city council. You need to realize that, ladies and gentlemen. But in another hypothetical race, if there was a U.S. Senate primary for 2024, the presidential year, between Andrew Evilize Cuomo and the present U.S. Senator, Democrat Kirsten Gillibrand, Kirsten Gillibrand would beat Andrew Cuomo 49% to 35%. And some people this morning, they contacted me and said, wait a second, he crushes... He crushes Eric Adams, who's in a clear descent, falling into the political abyss. He's falling and he can't get up and may never get up politically. But the reason that Andrew Cuomo would crush his friend, Eric Adams, see what fair weather friends are on politics. What have I always said, Justin Alec? I trust nobody in politics. I don't believe anybody in politics. For me, it's verify and then I'll trust you. Whether they happen to be Republicans or Democrats, it's just the way it is. They just as quickly stab you in the back and shake your hand. It's like organized crime. How many times have you heard wrong way Lou Rafino? The two guys grew up. They were the best of friends. They either joined the Lugazi crime family or the Gambino crime family. Could I have my music? I need my motivation here, Lou. Uh, and uh, they made their bones, and they became main men in organized crime. And then the word came down, like Cain and Abel, one friend was told, you got to whack your other friend. Not only would they go out and whack their own friend, but afterwards they'd have a 10-course meal. It's no different in politics, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, I've battled organized crime. I've battled the Lucchese's and Gambinos and Canarsie. I've dealt with the Colombos. I've dealt with the Genovese. And I've dealt with the Fat Tony Messino, the Banano crime family. I've dealt with them all. I got to tell you, I don't see much of a difference other than you don't have the dead bodies with elected officials, but basically they turn on one another. It's the Ides of March every day. A friend today is a forgotten friend tomorrow. Like, who? And this is what this survey indicates. That as Eric Adams' fortunes, and just remember, less than less than two years ago, he was the new face of the Democratic Party, the moderate former cop, he was going to be law and order. He would lead and other urban areas would follow. And he has been a complete disaster. In fact, recently on this very show, I was able to find audio in which he admitted that he was a house mouse. He was not a proactive cop. He never busted his shoes. He was a computer programmer when he first joined the police department in the transit police department. So I know you're listening on the stream, Andrew Evilize Cuomo. You're listening out there in Sicilia, in Corleone. As you plot your political comeback, your brother Fredo at the ready, Chris. Oh, remember? Remember? Oh, oh, Chris. I know you want to get back into the swim of things. And then, of course, there's Joe Pococo, his uh, hitman. A guy who bends people's legs and stuffs them into their pockets, who had just done six years for political corruption. But imagine from a man who thought he was on his way to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, 
the second black president of the United States. And now Eric Adams has crashed and burned. And all of his so-called friends are doing polls and like buzzards and vultures flying around ready to pick his bones clean. And even Scott Stringer, the Mameluke, is ready to sit shiver for his political life and bring the Hamantashen. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, there's no difference between organized crime and politics. You just don't see the dead bodies in politics. Talking about this is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Next, the FBI. We had an incident that took place uh, last week. Breaking news. Police tell us the FBI is searching the home of a top fundraiser for New York Mayor Eric Adams. Uh, I am clear that we follow the rules. We follow the rules. FBI agents are searching the home of Mayor Adams' chief fundraiser, Brianna Suggs, in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. And I just want to be completely transparent is what I've stated all the time. I sleep well at night. The FBI has seized Mayor Eric Adams' cell phones as the investigation to his chief campaign fundraiser continues. I am angry. Join us next week for its dramatic and exciting conclusion. Outstanding presentation there, Justin Ellick. That was uh, put together by Kevin Joyce. Our assistant program director and a guy that I slap around on the weekends. In my Bobby Knight way. Yes, I am the Bobby Knight of talk radio. And more importantly, I can be relentless. The big news coming out of the once-a-week press conference of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who does not take uh, questions off topic. He's too afraid. He's lost his swagger. I mean, Justin, he... He hides behind his corporation council and all of his female deputy mayors. Like he hides behind their aprons. He's like a little boy who's been caught with his hand in the cookie jar. He doesn't know how to handle this. But he has just announced at his weekly press conference that he will be attempting to do what he tried to do 32 days ago on a Thursday. If I am correct, Justin Alec, it was November 2nd when at 10 a.m., He departed on the shuttle flight from LaGuardia Airport to go to Washington to be joined by mayors of other cities that have had the invasion of illegal aliens and to meet with the congressional delegations and with the the White House. That was the plan. And then he found out that his fundraiser, Brianna Suggs, Home had been raided by the FBI and, as I told you here exclusively on the Rip and Read, 12 other FBI raids had occurred at the very same time, both in New Jersey and New York, all involved in corruption involving Eric Adams' uh, campaigns to become mayor of the city of New York against me. The guy is corrupt right down to the marrow of his bones. But it is interesting that he just announced, yes, Justin, he will be heading to Washington, D.C., and he will have the tin cup in his hand. 
He will be begging for money. He will attempt once again to make the case that the illegal alien invasion has destroyed our city. And he's obviously partly responsible for that. One of the things, and by the way, I've been getting a lot of texts, wrong way, Lou Rafino. People want to see the results uh, of the poll. Uh, the news that I broke this morning with Sid Rosenberg at 705. You go to WABCRadio.com. That's WABCRadio.com. It's the lead story on our webpage. And the most important question of the many questions, 168 pages of data. You want analytics? We provide you with analytics. It used to be a year ago that about 80% of the people, this is mostly Democrats solicited for their opinion, were in favor of us being called a sanctuary city. Now, when that question has been asked, only 35% want to be called a sanctuary state and city, 40% rejected. Now, this is mostly Democrats. If you add to it independents and Republicans, that percentage is going to increase noticeably statewide and citywide. So there's been a complete reversal on what was generally a position of rolling out the red carpet for the tired, the poor, those who were in need of America's help. The Papachulo Joe Biden, remember, he had told them in the campaign against President Donald Trump he would open up the borders. They've been open ever since, and he refuses to seal them, and he's aided and abetted in that by Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb and Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who is the mayor of the um, of the uh, illegal aliens. By the way, there are illegal aliens now sleeping in the subways. I will be posting that this afternoon. For the first time, I actually saw groups of them who who now are sleeping in the subways, joining our American homeless, who Eric Adams has forsaken, most of them, African-Americans, some of them veterans. Uh, if you go by what they call the reticketing center on the Lower East Side, right by... Uh, the park uh, that's on uh, Tompkins Square Park on Avenue B and 6th Street in front of St. Bridget's. That was the place on June 19th in 1992 that I got shot five times with hollow point bullets and ended up jumping out of the back of that moving cab and was sucking asphalt. I think that was four. Give me one more, please, just for the hell of it. Okay. Makes me feel better. Anyway, I was sucking the asphalt, looking up, and I saw St. Bridget's. Well, now St. Bridget's, uh, which has always been a church that was a liberational theology church, very radical, very left-wing, is being used by the city to what they call reticket the illegal aliens, the migrants who have overstayed uh, 60 days in a hotel, motel, holiday inn without an express, wherever. And they're looking for reassignment. And many of them are now saying, okay, if necessary, I'll sleep out on the streets. You see the pictures. Or I'll go down into the subways, joining the normal number of homeless and emotionally disturbed that we have who are Americans. So we are absolutely overwhelmed because of Joe Biden, Kathy Crimewave Holcomb, and Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who always wanted to be mayor of the illegal aliens. So I can just see on Thursday, the last time he was there before 
he had to immediately run back to New York City because the FBI had raided 12 locations of people who had raised money for him. He was on a stage with black mayors from across America. And he was thinking that he was on his way to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I'm the CEO of the largest corporation in America, and my bald head, earring-wearing swagger is running this city my way. Yeah, yeah, my way. Yeah. That's swag. Yes, sir. He ain't got no swag no more. You can see he's a beaten man. If you would have saw him today at the press conference, he only has one a week hiding behind his deputy mayors, most of whom are females. Noticeably absent, Justin and Ellick make note of this. His uh, deputy mayor of public safety, an unindicted co-conspirator who should have went to jail for police corruption a while back, who was appointed by Eric Adams to essentially run the police department. He ran it right into the ground, and he's out of there. He's not even at these uh, once-a-week press conferences. He got into a battle with reporters last week. I wouldn't doubt that he's cooperating with the feds now in this investigation of the Adams administration, the Adams fundraising. Because if there's any one person in this corrupt administration who knows how to make a deal with the feds, it's Phil Banks. And he wasn't there today. His chair was empty again. Broadway Phil Rafino, would you please let him know how ridiculous it is to have the guy's nameplate and his chair there. And for the second time in a row, he wasn't sitting there. It's like... Does anybody at City Hall realize everybody notices that? Pull the chair and pull the nameplate. And some other schmuck white guy there telling us, oh, crime is down. We're the safest that we've ever been in the history of New York City. And it's like, nobody believes that. Nobody believes that. Because what we are doing is watching an incompetent man destroy this city. You are watching an incompetent person turning a competent place in a city to live in. This is what we need to recognize. Oh, yeah, we recognize it. Oh, boy, do we recognize how incompetent you are. And unfortunately, we end up paying the price for that. We end up paying the price for that. That's really what it gets down to. Now, it is interesting because... Again, he had the tin cup in his hand at this press conference. And uh, he's saying he's getting so tired of begging for money, begging money from the state, begging money from the federal government. I am so tired. Could we hear that again? I am so tired. Well, it used to be from breaking, uh, uh, basically breaking uh, night until the break of dawn. He doesn't do that anymore. He's not the mayor of nightlife. We now have a new mayor of life, nightlife that he has appointed at $130,000 as we face fiscal insolvency. He's still hiring people. One thing I can tell you from all the rats who follow him, who drop dime to me, the rats at City Hall, is he's not going out at night. He recognizes that the FBI and the feds are all over him. They got people wired up like a Christmas tree. They got people who uh, are giving them information, uh, different information than they give me. But still, he had the uh, chutzpah, the hubris, to be talking about how he needs money for his legal defense fund. He wants to raise $500,000. 500000 Show me the money. 
show me the money. That's what it's all about. I just say when he takes off for Washington, D.C. this Thursday to attempt once again to beg for more money to save this city, he ain't going to get a nickel, dime, a penny. Uh, Justin Ellick, if I were Frank Caron, his uh, bad guy, uh, I'd make sure that it, that ring tone, you know, I was out of town and that that camera was working on that ringtone because who knows, maybe the FBI will be visiting him at his place of business or his home. This is the number one fundraiser for Eric Adams. He is actually now raising money for his legal defense fund and trying to tell us that, no, this will not curry favor with the mayor. And in fact, so many people are volunteering to give money to this mayor, Eric Adams, that he doesn't have enough time to process the offers. Well, let's just see if they come looking for Frank Caron on Friday. The other problem that he has is that it's a story we brought to your attention months ago. It was uh, Nancy Slewa, my wife, who was doing the deep dive, deep dive on a organization called DocGo. And you may have remembered, we double-teamed it with Project Veritas, which is located up in Westchester. They were all over the mayor as he was going to the DOCCO annual convention in Wall Street, in which they were whining, dining, and pocket-lining this corrupt mayor, Eric Adams. What's your relationship with DOCCO? He wouldn't answer. And now we have the controller of the city of New York, Brad Landon who has revoked Adams' emergency power to strike migrant services contract deals without prior approval. Uh, can I hear that, 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 that statement again about DACO? One more time, please. What's your relationship with DACO? You need to know, ladies and gentlemen, taxpayers, that Eric Adams signed a contract, a no-bid contract, for $429 million dollars with uh, a corporation that has never done this kind of work before, caring for migrants, uh, providing housing, clothing, food, none of that. They've never done it, security, none of that. So it was a sweetheart deal, no transparency, because it was under the Emergency Powers Act that the mayor invoked, claiming this invasion was an emergency. Well, now Brad Lander has said, you can't use that any longer. So the walls are closing in. People want accountability. Where has all the money gone? Because we certainly aren't seeing it. Because now we have illegal aliens who are sleeping out in the street and illegal aliens who are sleeping in the subways. You'll see that posted on my social network and go to my Facebook, my Twitter account, my Instagram. You'll see. They're now sleeping in the subways. And it's only going to get worse. It ain't going to get any better. They just want you to be all aware. I've been telling you this for months. And so many of you thought that he was going to be different than the other corrupt Democratic officials that helped elect him mayor of the city of New York. I told you from the jump street, his code is show me the money. That's what it's all about. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. So do you think the federal government on Thursday is going to give him any money? Chuck Schumer, who can find money underneath the uh, sofa of a Castro convertible, has given the city nothing. Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb has said it's going to bankrupt the state. I can't give you any more, Eric. 
And obviously the city council, which is saying, Eric Adams, you haven't even provided an invoice. You haven't even provided any paperwork as to where these billions of dollars are going. I'll tell you where they're going, friends of Eric Adams. And all of you were suckers who voted for him. And now, unfortunately, our city will suffer. And we will suffer. But don't ever, don't ever, don't ever tell me when you see me that you voted for me and not for Eric Adams. Because I know so many of you are lying like Kyakia Downs. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. This is a tribute to the girly man, drag queen George Santos, now making money hand over fist, doing cameos. You remember the original cameo, Met fans? Remember how? <laughs> remember how he cursed the New York Mets and gave them a maluki, an evil eye, at the beginning of their season. Remember? Hey guys, today's opening day. As a good old Mets fan, I know you guys aren't going to be playing until April 6th back home, but in good old fashion, let's go Mets! I oh, weren't you thrilled with that wrong way, Lou Rafino, and you, Justin Ellick, and of course, number one Mets fan, uh, Sid Rosenberg. That was uh, a Shanda who disgraziata. Well, he's making big bucks, and we now find out that apparently the person who has been given the major responsibility of picking a Republican candidate to run against pretty boy Tom Swazi, no doubt will be the choice uh, of the uh, uh, of Jacobs, who couldn't have been more hopelessly wrong in all of his picks. But they're going to go for the safe pick. Swazi, who uh, was the congressman before. Interesting story about Tom Swazi. He always wanted to be governor. He lost against Kathy Crimewave Holcomb in the primary. Previously, he ran against uh, Elliot Nisak Spitzer, who just wanted to keep uh, transporting prostitutes across state lines. Uh, and a poll came out and said he had no chance against Elliot Spitzer. So, Justin, you know what Spitzer did? He picked up the phone. He said, Tom, Tom, you got no chance. I'm using my father's millions in real estate. I'm going to crush you in the primary, which eventually he did. Why don't you become my lieutenant governor candidate? And you know what Swazi said? No, I'm going to be governor. So then what did uh, Elliot Spitzer do? He reached out to my husband-in-law, David Patterson, and now you know the rest of the story. And Elliot Spitzer crushed pretty boy Tom Swazi in the primary. So apparently Chairman Cairo of the Nassau County GOP has decided that he is going to rely on our colleague here, Congressman King, to help make the decision. Because, you see, this uh, special election uh, only involves the choice of the counties, the Democratic County, they'll go with Swazi, and the, the choice of the um, Nassau County, they haven't made up their mind yet, although there are like 30 candidates, 30, and they're almost all men. 
So let me make a suggestion to uh, our colleague, Congressman Peter King, since uh, he's part of this uh, Trinity Troika uh, trifecta committee that's going to make this decision. First off, there was uh, a woman that I met on Sunday at the New York GOP gathering in which the Speaker Johnson uh, of the House of Representatives was introduced to us. And sitting there was Mazi Melissa Pillup. She's in Nassau County Legislature. Uh, she's uh, black, originally went to Haifa University, Tel Aviv University, an Ethiopian Jew who served as an IDF paratrooper. Uh, that would be a good choice. And then there is the other choice. This woman just recently ran in the Assemblymanic District, the 22nd District, lost by the first Republican ever to get 42% of the vote. Others weren't even involved. In fact, she is a two-time Golden Glove champion. She part Chinese, part Italian, Cara Castronova. And I got to tell you, I have seen picture after picture with her and Congressman Peter King, who fashions himself as a pugilist and who goes uh, to the boxing gym and at the age of 80, goes into the ring and gets his block knocked off. You know, I guess he uh, thinks that he might be a future uh, heavyweight champion of the world. But no, he does. At the age of 80, to his credit, Congressman Peter King goes to the boxing gym. And he doesn't even wear any head guards. Uh, That's very obvious sometimes when he speaks. But I have seen him take a few pictures with Cara Castronova. So I'm begging uh, Congressman King, do not choose uh, like the 28 different guys who want to replace Santos as the Republican because the opposition, the Democrats, are just going to put a picture of George Santos on their on their face, and they're going to run against George Santos, and it's going to guarantee a tsunami of support for pretty boy Tom Swazi. Come on. Either pick Mazzy or Kara. You got to go with a woman. I know, look, I, uh, you're going to accuse me of gender identification politics. These are two good candidates. The, it's kind of hard to put a picture of George Santos on the face of a woman, although he was pretty much a girly man for a lot of his life, a drag queen in Rio de Janeiro. Do the right thing, Peter King.